Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? I'm good. How you been? I'm good. Tired. Um, yeah. Slightly overwhelmed, but doing good. How yeah. are you? I'm good. I'm good as well. How was your weekend? It was good. Um, you know, on Friday, we got kind of got the, the news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. So that kind of killed the mood, I guess, for the rest of the weekend. Because it was like Friday, late Friday. Um, but yeah, Saturday, Saturday, I kind of just woke up and went for a bike ride to, you know, just kind of clear my mind and like get some energy out and, you know, just kind of spent the weekend like just staying off social media and trying to avoid the news because it was it was just crazy with mm. you know everything that's been going on so i watched um a show on netflix called away and it has okay. it has hillary swank and i don't think i talked yeah so it has hillary swank in it and she um it's about this space trip to mars and so it was good because you know like my sci-fi and like my um right right my space travel and stuff and so like overall the show was good but it had some like plot holes and then it was a little bit too predictable for me because <laughs> you know was you it know, a retroactive continuity um not <laughs> really not really i mean it was just it was just really predictable because you kind of know what is going to happen like there's going to be some issues with like the crew they're going to have a malfunction of some sort on the ship that's going to put everybody in jeopardy and then they're going to have to deal with some like psychological issues or somebody's going to get sick or have an injury and then they're dealing with the stuff back home too so it was it was it was good it was in a good escape i would say okay good escape so yeah cool pretty much it how was your weekend well, much like you, um, Friday night was a rough, rough night for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend and I were laying down watching a Netflix series, Ratchet, which I'll talk about later. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and my phone was like, you know, on the couch, and it just kept buzzing, 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 buzzing. And I'm like, I'm getting successive text messages. I was like, I can't ignore these. Like, maybe something could be wrong, or let me check. Mm-hmm. So I pick up my phone, and my boyfriend's just looking at me in horror, because he's like, my eyes just got big. And my face just like got upset and I like dropped my phone and just started crying. Um, and I was, then I just started looking for um, news articles because I was mm-hmm. like, this can't be real. No way. Absolutely not. I'm not prepared to accept this. Uh, but then once I saw it on CNN, I was like, okay, it's official. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people play these jokes, um, but that's not a joke well, to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty upset and distraught. Everyone knows. Um, that I happen to be an attorney. Um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was one of, is my favorite, you know, Supreme Court justice. Um, she was one of the reasons that I went to law school, in law school, I read all her opinions, studied her, studied her life. She's a great American jurist, a brilliant mind, and it is a great, great loss um, for her family, for the legal community, for our country. Yeah. And I think that just with 2020 and everything that has happened in this unprecedented year, it's just hit after hit after hit. Mm-hmm. And what really got me was just knowing that she had held on for so long and 
she knew that like a lot was on her shoulders and she did not want her successor to be installed by or appointed by Donald Trump. Right. Um, so once I kind of processed the news, I cried, I was upset, you know, and then I just put my phone away. Like you kind of stayed off social media. I think I'm going to do a social media detox after this alcohol detox, but that's another thing. <laughs> but then um, I just kind of went back to watching my show because I, I just needed to escape. Yeah. Um, my nephew Cash had his first birthday over the weekend. Aww, yeah. So that was nice, you know, to kind of like celebrate his birthday and do all that mm -hmm. stuff. And what then, was the theme? The theme was Boss Baby. What is you know that? that is? Oh, that's it's a like, movie. It's a, with that it's a movie and TV kid. show that's animated about this baby who like runs Baby Corp. Don't ask me why I know, but I watch him and sometimes I watch that with him. Mm -hmm. So it was a Boss Baby theme. It was super cute. And he's just okay. adorable. So both my, you know, one's done. It's a, a milestone. And, yeah. Um, then on Sunday, I just went out with a friend. We went to this place in New Jersey called Grounds for Sculpture. And they have like, it's this, you know, huge facility, but it has just grounds and there's just sculptures all outside. It was actually pretty okay. nice mm -hmm. just to walk, you know, have some fresh air. It's definitely autumn now. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> so cold so, on Saturday. So cold. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, what I did this weekend. And I did mm -hmm. binge, you binged away, right? Mm -hmm. I binged um, Ratchet, which is based on one who flew over the cuckoo's nest with Nurse Ratchet. And it's on Netflix. Is it Ratchet or Ratched? I think it's 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 Ratchet, but then it's spelled there's Ratchet. There's a D. Yeah. There's a D, so it's confusing. Yeah. But she pronounces it Ratchet. It okay. um is a Brian Murphy film or series. I know you don't nope. feature him. Uh uh. Um, there's lots of lesbian action. Well, it stars um, Sarah Paulson and Cynthia Nixon. And their, that is true. Yeah. And and they're lovers. So oh, they only, are on the show, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, the lesbians are playing lesbians. And lesbians in real life are playing lesbians on the show. Mm -hmm. And it was just, yeah. but it was a riveting show. Um, really, really good. He set it up for season two. I just Ugh. want to say, um, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Sophie Akaneto? She's the Black British actress. <laughs> okay. She was amazing. She was amazing. My alter ego is on Dean Duquette. Okay. <laughs> you should watch it though. I really want you to oh, watch well. it. I don't do I Ryan Mar Murphy. I love his show. It's so camp and over the top. It's just like, because I saw the preview, because, you know, it was on, I watched my show on Netflix as well. And it mm -hmm. looked like just another, a different season of American Horror Story. All his shows are like that. Um, yeah. I never saw American Horror Story, so I can't really speak to it. Um, but this, this show was... It's, it's, it's a Ryan Murphy signature. There's certain things that he does mm -hmm. that are just, wow. it's, it's, it's over the top, it's, it's grand, it's extra, it's somewhat unrealistic, but it makes for good entertainment. And I stand for Sarah Paulson. With that shaky head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best. All right, let's get into our favorite part of the yes. show. What are you drinking? Time well, what you drinking? Yeah. What? Because you can't drink for what? How many more weeks? Um, my detox is over October 10th. Mm. So. Well, holla at me on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. Honestly, I've been at, like, on Saturday, there was alcohol at the kids' birthday party. Yes, I know. But that was, uh. <laughs> that's, 
I know it just is what it is. But it was alcohol it's in abundance, and I didn't I didn't even want to drink it. But today, um, my mocktail is a um, it has pineapple, mango, peach, and orange juice. It's like a punch, if you will. Um, hmm. It's just all these different juices. I should have put something bubbly in here though. That would have like a seltzer. But it's, it's it tastes very tropical. I'm trying to hold on to summer, y'all. Just trying. Hmm. You knew how that go. <laughs> Should I do a pumpkin a pumpkin flavored drink next? No, week? no thanks, Karen. <laughs> oh gosh. No thanks. Uh, what are you drinking? Um, this week I'm just drinking a vino verde. I I found this new one at um the store, and it's good. It's from Portugal. It comes in like a green bottle. I forgot to look at what the label actually said, but um. Vino Verde is nice because it's, it's really crisp and mm-hmm. it's slightly fizzy. So it gives okay. you like a little bubbles, but not nice. as much as like champagne, but it's good. It's cute. Nice. I was going to do rosé, but. Rosé season's over. It's after Labor Day, so I can't. Oh, are you wearing white <laughs> at all? No, definitely not. <laughs> all right. Well, let's enjoy our cocktails and move on to our next segment of the show. It's time for Category Is. The first category tonight is a recap of the socially distanced (laughs) Emmys, which was the most ridiculous award show I've ever seen in my life. What was it? Was it? I mean, well, it had to be better than the BET Awards with Amanda Seals. Well, at least theirs was like the first one, so they got a lot of passes. True, because I believe the BET Awards was. One of, if not the first, to do like it a was, virtual. Yeah, I think it was, it was like, the first. Yeah, it was. It was April yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was er- like very early in the year. Right. April, maybe May. But anyway, um, so they get a pass on the BET Awards. I wasn't right. expecting much from the BET Awards anyway, but <laughs> the Emmys uh, had this awkward. I missed like most of the opening monologue. Like I, find, I got to the part when I turned. It was the part with um, Jennifer Aniston and they had like this awkward kind of conversation uh-huh. where they were like 60 feet away. And it was just all these weird um, quarantine puns that were, that right. were going on. Right. Um, when they were six, they were like, what? Is it 60 feet? And she was like, he oh, I thought 60. 60. Yeah. And, and like, then he couldn't feet. hear. Yeah. It was like, okay. And it went on a, a bit um, too long for me. But... Yeah. And then they had in the audience, they had the cutouts of the, the cardboard. <laughs> yeah. And then they had Jason Bateman, who is, um, what show was he on? I forget. I don't know. Um, one of them shows. Uh-huh. And he was like the only person like sitting in the audience, whatever. But it was, it was okay. And then they yeah. did the bit with, um, they had to like sanitize the envelopes and then he sprayed the sanitizer, fire. he set it on fire. <laughs> And then Jennifer Aniston couldn't get, they couldn't get the fire out. Yeah, I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where's the yeah. like, I know, thought the someone fire was going to come team. in. The fire people were going to come in and like said it. Um, but they finally got out. But it was, so like that part was funny, but it was just weird because they had the um, nominees sitting like in their homes or in their wherever, mm-hmm. except for one. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> But 
the big winners of the night was a show that I've never seen before. It's a show <laughs> that I stand and love. It's a little Canadian show called <laughs> Shit's Creek. Amazing. And brilliant. Well, masterful. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, you know, not to take anything away from it because I've never seen it. But I think it caught on at what, like their fifth season or yes, like the very towards the end. And so I think it's got so much hype because people either thought it was new or they just weren't into it or onto it at that point. So right. I think it's kind of like a um, retroactive kind of like, let's go back and award them because maybe it is a good show, but you know, it wasn't mainstream until like the very end. Right. So they made history because they swept all four of the acting categories. So best actor, best um, actress, best supporting actor and best supporting actress and in a comedy. The first show, comedy or drama, to have one show sweep all four of the major awards in a single year. And so that, I mean, tense for them. Also got, I got outstanding comedy. Yeah. Right. And they got writing. Writing and direction. They got directing too. I think so. Probably. So they Dan, he, yeah, he shouted out um, Issa Rae and his writing when he won the writing. Yeah. One. And yeah, but I don't know what season he was watching because Insecure was not the best the last season. But my only so the thing I was going to say about Shit's Creek and the Emmys this year was that. It was very obvious early on that they were going to sweep everything because when really? I saw, yeah, because like when I, when I, um, when I, like when I first started, it was, was when, what's her name? Katie O'Hara, Catherine O'Hara, when she was winning right. hers, um, I believe she was the first one, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw like the setup that they had for, Shit's Creek, because everybody else was sitting on their sofa, like in their couch, like at their mama's house, yeah. with like the, the insecure people were at a football field of some sorts. Yeah, I didn't understand why um, Issa was there, but they were at what SoFi, Sophie Stadium. Yeah, SoFi. Yeah, SoFi. So so far. <laughs> but Shit's Creek looked like they rented out like an unused wedding ven- venue because. They had flowers, they had heat lamps, they had tablecloths and like those, you know, those like kind of bamboo looking chairs that every wedding venue has. They had, they were in like gowns and tuxedos and um, Dan had on a kilt, I guess his, his um, character got married his, in a kilt. Yeah, I loved his outfit. Yeah, he looked a little thick in the middle. Like yeah, very jacket, thick in the middle. The jacket could have been a little more tailored. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but. Other, but you could tell, like, they were setting up for something because it was like, well, how come this one show gets this amazing set? They had microphones, they had lighting, they had, like, everything was set up for them, for this show. Right. And it was like, y'all doing the most. They had a flower wall, like Kim and Kanye did at their wedding. It was over the top. And I was like, okay. And it was like back to back to back to back to back. It was like five awards in a row with Shit's Creek. And so they ate up like the whole first hour of the programming. And for me, I I just thought maybe in years past, they kind of broke it up. 
a little bit. Mm, yeah, they kind of like integrated like drama and comedy. Yeah, like they kind of like oscillate back and forth. It wasn't necessarily straight. We do all the comedy awards first. That was my understanding of it. Maybe I'm. Mm. But I mean, I, I personally, as someone who likes Six Creek, I'm a little bit biased. Mm-hmm. But I think, to to your point, the fact that they were such an underrated show, I didn't watch mm-hmm. them until their fifth season when they got on Netflix, and I binged all okay. five seasons. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, where has the show been? And it's like a, a small Canadian show on Pop mm-hmm. Network, which is not even a thing down here in America. But I think mm-hmm. for the American days and for the American Academy and television, it was like awarding this whole show because we were late to the party. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it's like it's a comedy and comedy I think is hard for some people. I think that dramas are sometimes easy to do because there's so many different kinds of comedy. There's sketch comedy, mm-hmm. you know, there's like slapstick dumb humor, there's Canadian comedy, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. Like that more cerebral yeah. comedy that's kind of dry humor, which uh-huh. the show is. And it's I just do they have go ahead. Do they have a laugh track? No. Oh, okay. No. But it's a, um, it's just a brilliantly done show. It's a simple mm-hmm. concept. And the writing has just been great. I'm a fan. I can't wait till October 7th when the sixth and final season comes on Netflix. Comes on. I've actually already mm-hmm. watched it, but I want to watch oh. the whole show again. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's a great little show. And I think the people are always rooting for the underdog. And for this small Canadian show to come in and sweep was a major thing. I think that they knew the energy was in the air due to the reception that the show had received this past year. Well, so yeah. why not go for it? And the performance is, it, it's an ensemble cast. I mean, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dan Levy, and I forget the, Anne Francis. I mean, they're just, they're all amazing. And their characters are so well written and the show just okay. tugged at your heartstrings. So congratulations to them. I'm, I was here for it. History making Canadians. Yes. Tens for y'all. Tens. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Another big winner for the night was um, RuPaul. Um, RuPaul also made history by um, being the, by winning four awards, but also winning the outstanding reality, compet- outstanding competition program for reality uh-huh. television show five years in a row. Oh, and she won for host. Yeah, but she won mm-hmm. a total of six Emmys, including Outstanding Competition Program, which mm-hmm. is the fifth year consecutively, the first show to ever do that. Mm-hmm. Um, RuPaul won for Outstanding Host. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Outstanding Host is the fifth consecutive year, not okay. Outstanding Competition Show. So okay. RuPaul okay. made history with that as being mm-hmm. Outstanding Host for the fifth year in a row. Outstanding Contemporary ma- Makeup, which is actually mm-hmm. done by a uh, drag queen, Raven. Um, does all oh, makeup. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... One of the last seasons I watched. Yep. No, I watched Roger. Um, Raven was season two, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, outstanding contemporary hairstyling, outstanding picture editing, and outstanding casting for reality program. Okay. So that award includes all the queens for, I believe, this past season 12. So again, you know, everybody knows who listens to this podcast. If you don't know, now you know, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I love drag queens. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the concept is just great and it's it's high art it's entertaining television <laughs> so congratulations to rue who like yeah. is getting i would have never thought like that i remember rupaul's talk show when i was a kid i would have never thought that rupaul would have had a major reality competition show on a major network uh-huh. h1 through viacom on prime time yeah. killing it you know especially yeah. 
they're giving a platform to all these other drag queens to express mm-hmm. their art. And it's become yeah. so, so popular. I mean, we've been mm-hmm. watching RuPaul since she was blurry. And <laughs> spooky ghost. <laughs> Ru, why are you so blurry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they have Vaseline on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's been growth. You know, yeah. and I'm and I'm glad to see that, you know, America's next top model lives on in a new gay way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was also nice because RuPaul did dedicate her award to um, drag queen who just passed recently, Shishi the Bane. So that was actually kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was also a big night for a lot of other Black people. Also, well, they had this, the Creative um, Arts Emmys last week. Right. And it had like five, it's like five days. I th- that's, that's the thing. The creative arts Emmys is all of the behind the behind, the yeah, things. yeah, so, and know, like the smaller the, awards. The smaller awards. You have mm-hmm. sound editing, sound mixing, picture editing. You know, yeah, hair, makeup. Um, that's also costume. It's, you know, it takes it takes a village to make these yeah. productions. So yeah. So Maya Rudolph won two Emmys. She won Did for. She- yeah, she won for Outstanding Guest Actress in a um, comedy series because, you know, on Saturday Night Live, she plays Kamala Harris. Kamala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And they had a, did you see their town hall or their um, their thing with, it, it was with Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. I didn't. It I didn't. was, oh my God, it was hilarious. You have to go back and watch it. Oh, is, um, it, is it up? Is it available? Like yeah, you can, yeah, you just go to YouTube and you oh, can okay, find I'll it there. It. It's it's a mess, uh, but it was it was good. Uh, Eddie Murphy won his first Emmy for um, hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahershala Ali won. Dave Chappelle won like three Emmys. Um, like you said, um, Michael Jordan won um, best doc- documentary for The Last Dance. Yes, and a whole bunch of other people. Lawrence Fishburne My- <laughs> won for mm-hmm. that show on Quibi called Free Rayshon. <laughs> wow. Which, that title is a mess. The a girl, mess. Um, 227, Regina King yes. Um She won from The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girl, who I just think, she's, a, she's no longer an ingenue, but she's just amazing. Uh, Zendaya won <laughs> for Euphoria. And she's the youngest winner in the category ever at age 24. Yeah, she won for Best Actress, right? Yes. Yeah. Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black, one for playing um, Shirley Chisholm in Mrs. America, Uzo Aduba, and I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Is it Yahya or Yahya Abdul-Mateen II? He won an Emmy for um, Outstanding Supporting Actor for Watchmen. He is a Mm -hmm. sexy chocolate man. And then Watchmen won for Best Limited Series on HBO as well. They gave a shout out yes. to the vic- they gave a shout out to the victims of the um, the Tulsa massacre, which is nice. like the opening scene of their first episode. It was heavy to watch, yes. but but tens for all of y'all. Tens to all of y'all. That's awesome. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just it, it it was I didn't watch the whole show because I'm just over tuning into a Zoom award show I'm well like, but <laughs> I, I will say like i did watch clips today and i saw uh-huh. like people to your point earlier accepting the award in their home like zendaya for example like mm-hmm. it was nice because she was like surrounded by her family and friends mm-hmm. in the living room and you know she had a nasty her... gown on. I, you know I, I have to give a shout out to her stylist law roach mm-hmm. um i just think she 
she always kills it for me. She always is giving us fashion. She looked good. She was snatched. She's what, yeah. like 22, 24? I don't know. She's, young. She's 24. 24? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she looked good. Um, logistically, like, I, I had some. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm I'm just proud of her. I mean, she's a she was a Disney girl, and yeah. now look at her, yeah, like a serious, that. serious actress. Well, I don't know about that serious, but I mean, clearly she does good work. And I I did not, I did not watch that show Euphoria because it was like about a whole bunch of like kids, miscuous teens, and, and drugs. And yeah, and I was it started at the beginning of COVID. I just didn't need all that. Yeah, life. yeah, but, it was a lot. Um, logistically, I had a lot of questions because I think well, they said that they. Um, sent Emmys or the people were driving the Emmy directly to the person when they announced their category. And I was like, so uh-huh. it's like eight people nominated in each category. So you mean to tell me you had eight drivers drive these people in these hazmat suits to all these people's houses at the same time and you coordinate, coordinate, coordinated it that well? That you saw that they would have the hazmat suits, the mm-hmm. hazmat tuxedo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of like cute. They were trying to make a joke of it. Yeah, but I think but, they probably only went to the winner's house, not all the nominees. But some of them were saying that. Well, some of them they were already right there. Like when they announced Zendaya, they literally the guy was out of frame of the camera, but he hands her the Emmy in real time. So it's like, was everybody at everybody's every nominee's house? That's what I'm saying, because hmm. it's not like they announced the category and then 20 minutes later, the right. doorbell rang and there was the award. It was like, and the winner is Zendaya. Here you go, Zendaya. Like, it could have been somebody else. Like, there had to be someone there right, at that person's house, too. And I just, leads me to believe that if somebody showed up at your house in a hazmat suit, like an hour before the Emmys started, you know you won. So Pretty like much. it kind of kills the surprise. The element of surprise is gone, yeah. right? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think that you know during this these times we have to kind of adapt, and certain things are lost, like the element of surprise. But I also think yeah. certain things are gained, like being able to be in the comfort of your home, being able to share that moment and experience with your loved ones, and there's a certain closeness. Yeah, there's a certain pomp and circumstance because I think that like, you know, Zoom red carpets are the worst thing ever. Um, I know Juliana Rancic probably was just, you know, she's going to be out of a job if Corona keeps going because... Well, she has the COVID. She has COVID? Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. So she was supposed to be hosting the E um, red carpet because, you know, they do like two, three hours of red carpet coverage, right. pre- like pre-show. So she and Vivica Fox tested positive because Vivica was supposed to be her co-host. Wow. And they both tested positive. And so they couldn't even do it. Shit. (laughs) I didn't even know that for real, for real. Yeah, child, life comes at you fast. Clearly. Wow. Yeah. I'm wishing them a speedy recovery, girls. We do. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. But it's hard because like, you can't do, like Tiffany Haddish had a, a commercial with DoorDash and she set up her own red carpet. It was funny. It was hilarious. Um, Tiffany Haddish was funny for once? Oh, 
<laughs> but you know it's hard to do like fashion and red carpet because you could tell some people were trying to dress up um but it kind of loses the magic you know like zendaya was sitting in a chair in her gown it was like okay girl but you know you're at home mm. regina king had a nasty pink pantsuit on with her brianna taylor shirt on i on saw the that yeah. i saw that um I also like there was a picture going around social media of her in like this blue voluminous ga- dress. Yeah, I don't know where that picture came from. I saw it though. I don't know, but I liked it. Yeah. I liked it yeah. all. So yeah, it was cute. It was cute. Yes. All right. Well, that covers about that covers about covers the Emmys, right? Was yeah. Anything that's else? With that. No, I think all that's right. it. We hit all it right. though. On to um, other celebrity news regarding a really, really big rapper in her marital strife. Cardi B has filed for divorce. Um, I believe that she said- I guess she don't got that walk. She she cited irreconcilable differences in the complaint. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said she just wants to be free. Of what? I think she just wants to like, Spread the wop, share the wop. She don't want to be encumbered (laughs) by the the, the constraints of, of marriage. Her husband's sharing the bad. Sharon, what? The bad. What's that? B-A-D. I don't even know it's B, but... Big. Oh, 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 okay, sorry. <laughs> no, let me just say, so it was funny, at, my, at the, at the one-year-old's birthday party, we played the WAP video for my grandfather and recorded oh, him wow. watching it. Hilarious. Obviously, wow. Live. He was just like, what? Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a mess. That's a mess. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really, it's their personal business. I mean, the couple was kind of, I remember when they got together, it was like kind of confusing because he had proposed to her like back in 2017 or 18 at like the Powerhouse concert. Yeah, it was like a concert, but, yeah. Come to find out they were already married. They got married in the living room, like a shotgun type wedding. And then mm-hmm. at the beginning of their marriage, it was a lot of cheating. And there was these two strippers that she had to go to court for because she mm-hmm. actually, it was just a scene like drama yeah go. yeah so good love good love you know they have a lot of money she's well she got a lot of money she got a lot of money i, I mean she's pretty established i think now uh, i think that she just wants to see what else she could do she's a pretty gorgeous, a gorgeous woman she has her daughter culture um wow. I just think she's, she's cool. maybe she's just not happy and she wants to move on, but it was, it was well, interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people, because, you know, after they had the whole big um, him cheating scandal and then mm-hmm. she had the baby and then it was like the law, the thing at fighting the strippers or put, doing something with the strippers. And then she, um, you know, said she was going to stay with him. And Everybody was like, girl, why, you know, he cheated on you. And she was like, mm-hmm. that's my baby father. And, you know, they were going to work it out or do whatever they had to do or whatever. So um, th- I thought they were good, but apparently, you know, they <laughs> weren't. And so in her, um, she put out this statement and she was saying that it wasn't about um, any cheating. Like he didn't have a ba- another baby on the way with somebody else or anything like that. She just said she got tired of arguing. And I was like, uh, that don't make no sense. 
it depends. Like, like relationships are tough, but like you can't get if you're gonna if you're having the same argument repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. I would get tired of that too. Like we don't know the the, really, the details all the way. So I mean, it hits a point where you get tired of arguing about the same shit. Uh, no, <laughs> I think so. I think at some point, well, I can see it both ways. I think at some point, um, especially given the circumstances of, of like surrounding the relationship about, you know, like with the cheating and then she made a decision to stay, I think. Right. Yeah, we gonna need a big, a bigger reason than, oh, we just argue a little bit and I'm done. Like, right. I can't deal with it no more. And, you know, cause like, you know, after you get cheated on and then, you know, there's like the trust issues and then you have to rebuild the trust and then work on the relationship. Of course, it's going to be hard. I think it's harder to stay after that situation than it is to leave um, because you do have to deal with, you know, the arguments. Right. Yeah, the arguments and the the work to build rebuild the trust. And then you, do you ever fully trust them and then do, you know, things you know, kind of are going to, there are going to be arguments, you know, especially when something like that happens, especially if you're a public figure. But I think, right. I mean, you stayed that long, girl. Like, <laughs> what you, is know, it? Also, you know what also could have happened? I think that they, it was like a rush. She kind of married him as her star was rising. And I think that at the time, what they called the Migos were kind of a little, like, bigger name than she was as her star was kind of rising. And I think that Amigos all because this is one of my girlfriends with Saweetie. They're all like all their girlfriends are girl rappers. And I think that she kind of like attached with him and then they kind of quickly got married hurriedly, like fast and in love, and didn't really actually take time to build a foundation of their relationship. And then after that, she was pregnant. And I think when people have a baby that kind of like brings them together, they want to make it work for the baby, all that stuff. But I really think that maybe being with him, like in the house during the COVID, she realized that she doesn't really like him or don't know. I mean, we're just all speculating. It could be anything. But I, I do say that to say that it kind of came as like a, a shock. But I a shock that they got divorced or they're getting divorced? Right, right. But I just want to see, you know, who, um, you know, who she's going to start dating afterwards. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, hopefully nobody for a while, but I don't know. I, I got a lot of questions. Um, Carter, you need to call us and let us know because let us know let us know. it just doesn't make sense to me. Like she filed, and they filed like in Georgia or somewhere. Like who, what's well, the connection to Georgia? Oh, it was? They were married in a hotel room in Atlanta. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Um, initial report report said that um, she was asking for like primary sole custody, um, physical and legal custody. But then um, she put out another statement and said, "Oh, I don't know what why they said that because I want joint custody." She's not asking for spousal support. Maybe she's asking for child support. I don't know. But right. I heard that they didn't have a prenuptial agreement. Right. So. To your point earlier, I think that at this point she might be out earning him because he got this his coin three way, and she and she has a much bigger yeah. star. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm, I want to see her with like an athlete. I think that could be fun. Um, no, that's or a little like, too. She need to just like, get like 
for a white guy that's an actor? Like somebody so like that you would just not expect? No, I mean, why can't she get like an engineer or like <laughs> somebody who is like a professor or a teacher or something? Like stay away from the celebrity. Don't get someone in the bring, industry. You gonna bring Cardi to the uh, the company Christmas party? Hell yeah. She would turn that shit up. Karen be over there looking like, what is, what is going on? She needs somebody who understands her lifestyle. No, I think she needs somebody completely different. Like, I don't really like when they get someone who's also a celebrity or also mm-hmm. like, in the industry, kind of, you know, get somebody who's like, works at Walmart or something. Get someone down to earth. He drives buses. Something. I guess, but see, it's different because she's a woman. Like, I, I think that like she not she's gonna want someone on her level. She not because if she gets someone down to earth, she's gonna. I mean, she could follow in Onika's footsteps and get somebody regular, 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 and take care of them. Not like that, man. Oh yeah, not, not him. <laughs> that's like, damn girl, you had to, you had to go that low. Yeah. But but best of luck to you, Cardi. May your co-parenting yeah. endeavors be great. Um, Their and, baby has a verified Instagram account. No. Yeah, she got 710,000 followers. I'm not following nobody's <laughs> I don't know why the people do that Mm-mm-mm. with the kids, but best of luck to y'all. Yes. All right. And what's the last category we got today? Oh, no, no, there's two more. Uh, um, yeah. Oh. Well, I don't even know. Let's talk about the one. Did, did TikTok get banned? I'm not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No. I don't do those dance challenges. Right. I feel like TikTok is just dance challenges and like people doing voiceovers. Yeah. Like other things. Yeah, like the lady it. who does the Trump ones. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm too old. I, and, mm-hmm. and, and not for nothing, all the people that have TikTok also have Instagram, especially now that they have Instagram reels. So it is what it is. But I only care get, about OnlyFans. Ooh, I know, that's right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but did it get banned? So technically it did for like 36 hours and then Oracle, which is like a um, software platform and Walmart of all places joined together and they're going to buy it. Um, Apparently, well, (laughs) officially it got banned because of security and network issues. But, you know, the orange person was just mad because all them TikTok users banded together and made him look like a fucking fool right about that um that tulsa rally right wherever i got the covid well where um was name herman kane died oh yeah herman that's kane where died. he got it yeah that's mm-hmm, that he rest mm, well i guess <laughs> mm. but but yeah but, that's the only reason for well resting tiktok and hopping over to the real housewives I, you know, I love some trash television. Um, as I stated on a previous show, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is my favorite, followed by the Potomac, and followed by Atlanta. I'm just so off these Atlanta women. I know they announced oh. some new cast members, but I can't even be bothered to like follow. I will watch because Kenya's back, but let's talk mm-hmm. about the, the good programs. Did you watch Beverly Hills this season? Yes, I binged it um, before the reunion. I feel like the drama with, um, who's her, she, her husband has a big one. Denise Richards? Well, yeah. Denise Shield. Oh, anyway, I don't know, her. It's Richards, uh, yeah. 
Let me switch it. That took up too much of the show. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, did you watch the reunions? That's what I really want to talk about. Only the first two parts, not the last one. Not part three. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reunion was great. I think that these women um, are just wealthy as shit, opulent, on point. Mm-hmm. I think it overall was a good season. I think that the addition of Garcelle was just awesome. And but I do think there needs to be a mix up next season. And what I'm going to say might be controversial, but Kyle Richards needs to go. Yeah, she was kind of mean girl this season too. Very. Yeah. But she's like, but like she's the center diamond holder or whatever. She's like the yeah. head housewife. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she will. Um, she's the she, one who's she, been there the longest at this point, right? She is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think she should take a cue from her girlfriend over in Atlanta, Miss uh, Leaks, because Nini also announced that she is leaving. She's not returning <laughs> next season. She ain't leaving voluntarily though. That's, true. <laughs> that's that's another thing um yeah so maybe she don't want to go out like that right so again like leave while you're like still kind of on top like don't let your star decline kyle but kyle would mm-hmm. just go for me um and i and, and her girlfriend teddy yeah, yeah teddy, teddy can mm-hmm. go too yeah and teddy's born to me right yeah but I'm, kyle, honestly, i like i like kyle's husband Oh, Mauricio, yes. Yeah. But you can watch him on other shows. He's on Million Dollar Listing. Mm-hmm. All the time. So you can still get your Mauricio guys. Mm-hmm. That's a good-looking man. Mm-hmm. He, Is he Greek or Italian? I think he's Greek. He fine. He, he fine, and he's rich. Yeah. Well, very, very rich. Wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe spending $200,000 on backyard parties and whatnot. Must but, be nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I like that show. Um, mm-hmm. Hopping from California to the, from the West Coast to the East Coast, also from wealthy to like middle class, is Real Housewives of Potomac. Because these women try to act like they, they they're not on the same level as the Beverly Hills girls. I well, mean, yeah. And that's fine, because there's still drama and controversy there. But yeah. they just, they kill me with being extra and bluesy. Like Giselle, they're coming for Giselle this season. She's so, um, Everyone's tacky. talking about her fashions. She's so tacky. They're tacky. And yeah. they're like, she's a, she's a gorgeous woman. She, she can't dress. She cannot dress. Worth a damn. Yep. And she tries to decorate her house. She can't decorate it either. <laughs> she, just, she, she, she just has really poor style. Yeah. Um, and I don't... Because she is such a gorgeous woman. It's like, I guess you can't have it all because that is her, her downfall. She has no taste mm-hmm. in anything. Right. Right. I, I totally agree. But it seems like, you know, this season's kind of off to a slow start. It's really hinging on one controversy between Candace and the and Ashley Darby. And Ashley Darby has a whole bunch of drama. Her Oh, no, I don't think that's the main conflict this season. What do you think of The is? whole buildup is the whole the Candace and Monique fighting. Because well, Ashley and Ashley and Candace are they're cool. Well, they're okay now. All right, I, I, I agree. I see. I think the build up because I saw the last episode where they're at the winery and it looks like Monique grabs Candace's hair. But mm-hmm. um, the drama that's been happening thus far is kind of outside of the group of women, and it's more marital strife that Ashley Darby's having with her husband. Yeah, Ashley's but, but relationship has always yeah her the dynamics of her relationship relationship have always been an issue or, or a, a point of um, discussion amongst the group. Like, 
because it first started when she and she volunteers way too much information because she said that um, in the beginning remember she wasn't trying to get pregnant so they always do the pull out method and so that was the, the um, thing and then you know Michael's you know issues with keeping his hands to himself right like she came out and said you know we have an unconventional marriage we've had three sons and we've been with other people like she shares too much with them ladies Mm -hmm. i think she would have learned her lesson by now because it always comes back to bite her in the ass well i think i think they didn't need to know that information like that whole conversation started because when they were at monique's lake house for like the past two episodes um candace got a text from a quote unquote friend um and she said that she saw michael at the strip club and he was saying something about having a boyfriend and a wife and then candace told giselle first and then they made it a moment to talk to ashley about it and it's like okay well you didn't need giselle in that in that moment but um after that um was when it came out that, you know, Michael admitted to flirting with whoever at the strip club. And then there was a picture that came out of him in a hotel room that someone took of him. And then he came Well, the story was that he went back to the hotel room with this lady. Nothing happened, according to him. He got up the next day to... He got uh, drunk and fell asleep. And fell asleep, yeah. He got up the next day to check his phone. And that's when... The person in the bed, because I don't even know who the lady took the picture and then (laughs) and then sold it to some D-list blog. It was like, girl, gossip in the city, girl. Gossip in the city. (laughs) You couldn't even get straight from the A. Right, like she or the shade room, girl. The shade room, um, Hollywood unlocked or whatever it is. The Jasmine brand, somebody. She ain't care. I mean, she didn't want to go national. She's like, I'm gonna go right local. This local blog with her little blog spot at WordPress.com. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, something well. happened because he was in his underwears. I mean, Michael's of a certain age, right? I believe he's either late fifties or in his sixties. Michael, if, okay. If he was drinking, then I'm pretty sure nothing happened. Because Michael seemed like the type he needed a Viagra or two Stop. to make it work. And drinking on top of that, he had the whiskey dick for real. Like, Michael Darby is 74 years old. <laughs> even worse. Wow. Right. Yeah, that thing wasn't working. So I believe him. And Miss Ashley Darby is. He's like 30 she's or 31. 32. She's 32, she's okay. Than, she's younger than both of us. Okay. She's pregnant with her second child. She is. Yeah. So, I mean, tends to be on that. That's a 42-year age difference. That's fine. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I mean, uh, well, I mean. I, I, I mean, I do feel bad for her because it's just like, I mean, it's, that's a lot to go through in the public eye as a new mother. Um, and while you're pregnant. And while you're pregnant, it's just too yeah. much. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, but I think it, her offering that information of like, oh, well, we've had threesomes in the past or we've done this, 
they didn't need to know that, but I think she was using that as a way to explain that she was okay with the story. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't or, know about or that. Maybe, or maybe she knew that that would be coming out and she's trying to control the narrative. Whatever it is, I don't really, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with the way she handled her business. Mm-hmm. But onto Monique and Candace, mm-hmm. I just don't get, they were really tight. They honestly were. Cause like Monique would be like, oh, Candace is my little sister. Mm-hmm. And they were they were tight. And it's all kind yeah. of like just disintegrated over really, really petty shit, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when Candace first came on and it was gonna be kind of like the young girl like, versus the old, because it was Candace, Monique, and Ashley, and they were in the pool. Ashley had her corona. They were like smoking cigars and they were like, they were having like a real moment, like in the pool. Cause they were like mm-hmm. the young. The young, you know, the young one. The young girl, right. Yeah. And then, I don't really know, like, what happened to, to lead to the breakdown of that. But Well, I want to see them throw down next episode. So They probably won't show much. You don't think so? I don't think so. Not for legal reasons. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Well, best of luck to the ladies of Potomac. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that about wraps up our categories for this week. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we did everything. All right. All right. Well, let's hop on over to I Said What I Said. You want to go first? Yeah, my I Said What I Said for this week is that, (laughs) you know, here in Pennsylvania, they just announced that um, we were going to be opening up, like, restaurants and different venues for seating like indoors because you know it's right. starting to get cold out like we said like it was very brisk over the weekend it was. um it was like 40 something degrees saturday morning right and you know in order to survive a lot of these um, restaurants had been relying on outdoor seating and you know ways to like get people like physical bodies at the restaurant because you know they can't really survive on delivery and takeout um they just can't and so you know there's a push for let's open it back up let's do um some kind of capacity so a lot of restaurants in philly are opening up with like 20 up to 25 percent right and then they are talking about increasing it very soon like in october and i was like no because that's when flu season hits let, yeah, let's hold off on that. And then the CDC just confirmed um, basically what we already knew that is spread by droplets through the air. So if you're in a confined space, if you're indoors, you have a higher likelihood of being exposed to the situation. And so um, how about we just not do that? Right. I totally agree. I think that you know, people are so ha- quick to want to return to brunch and mm-hmm. resume their social lives and dining mm-hmm. out, but they're not thinking about the consequences and repercussions. They're not opening restaurants because it's safe. They're right. opening restaurants because they're losing money. <laughs> exactly. So this, is, this is another example of our governments prioritizing a coin mm-hmm. over your life. Now, I've, I have gone out to restaurants. I'm not going to sit here and act like I have. Uh, you, you have, and I've been reading you for it. But I'll be dining outside. But even that is concerning because at least in Philadelphia, our streets and sidewalks are very narrow. Narrow, and, yeah. And 
people are walking all up and down the sidewalk, you know? So you're sitting mm-hmm. there without your mask on because there's no other way to eat without a mask. Like you're going right. to be breathing in things. Mm-hmm. But I know, as for me in my life, I will not be dining indoors um, this season. I'm going to have to uh, get a recipe book, get up on Pinterest, <laughs> and just start making things because it's just... It's you know it's restaurant week. A shit show. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And while you're on your top, I feel like I'm taking over your topic. These restaurants have been trifling because I did eat outside at one restaurant. I'm not going in the restaurant. But Ooh, which one? Where was it? In Northern Liberties. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, I, I went there and I ordered nachos. And about an eighth of the way through my nachos, I was digging through the bottom and there was a, a, fl- a, a bug in the, stuck into the cheese. So um, I politely sent the back. The waitress was like, oh, okay. Like, what you want me to do? Do you want another one? And I was like, I don't really know if I want another one because now I don't know if I have appetite. She said, well, I'll make you another one. She brings back another one. It doesn't have chicken. It's like half the size of the first one. Um, she never refilled our waters. It was just really, really bad service. Uh, the food at the, the food probably total cost 20 bucks between two people. But by the time they added the 20% um, COVID surcharge. Yeah, they're asking. Yeah. By the time they added the mandatory 18% gratuity. Mandatory now? It was, yeah. Uh, it's an 18% gratuity on everything. Mm-hmm. No, man. Then, and then what they did was, and that was a subtotal, and then they taxed the subtotal. Yeah. So, yeah. so now you're taxing a gratuity and a surcharge, and then coming back. So what, what was a $20 lunch turned into a $40 lunch? Hold up. They didn't comp them nachos? No. <laughs> Ooh, child, I want to pay that. We would have been fighting like that, um, that Waffle House video, because... I would not be paying that. Did you see that? No, I did not. (laughs) I don't know what happened at this Waffle House. I don't know where it was, but these people started fighting the employees. (laughs) This chick down at the Waffle House. They went around the counter. They were like, and you know the floors are slippery because it'd be greasy in Waffle House, right? And they so they couldn't like get like a good punch, and then (laughs) the one chick. Her wig came off, and then both her titties popped out, and I wow. was dying. I'll send it to you because it was hilarious. Do. But we'd have been fighting that. like that. Wow, that's insane. Yo. Yeah, but stay your asses home. Make some chili or a pot of soup and call it a day. And I said what I said. Wow. Well, my said what I said is somewhat similar given the fall season. It seems like you know. Each year I get older, it seems like there's no more fall where you can just wear a light jacket and a scarf. It seems like it goes straight from the 90 degree weather you in the pool at the beach to boom, winter. Like you gotta break out your boots, your heavy coat. Mm-hmm. It just ch- changes overnight. Um, but I'm happy it's fall. I say all that to say that fall, autumn is my favorite season. Um, I love the crisp air. I like doing autumnal activities like pumpkin patches and apple orchards. And I like Halloween. I just love this time of year. Um, But there's certain things I don't love that go along with this time of year. And this is my unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone knows I don't like pumpkin flavored nothing. But I also really don't like football. I can't stand it. It's, I know people are excited because- I like college football. Yeah, I know, because you used to, like, march in the band and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I mean... I don't I like mean, pro. Maybe I should watch college, but honestly, I just don't like it at all. I really, I know mm-hmm. the people, 
football is a major thing for people. It brings people of all different races and political backgrounds together. They can go down to that field or whatever and tailgate, right? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people because of the COVID feeling like they're missing out, but I'm just, I'm not a football person. I'm not here for football. I tried once because one of my exes was really into football and I tried to like it, but you know, you just got to follow your truth. It's not for me. It's too stop and stop and go. There's too many rules mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this association with fall and, and football and I really don't get it. Don't ever ask me to color no football games. Don't ever ask me to go to your, I will go to a Super Bowl party if you got good dips. But I just, I'm not, I, just, I feel like it's controversial to say. I don't have a team. I'm not rooting for nobody. And my family mm-hmm. loves football because I had someone in my mm-hmm. family who was a big football fl- big football player. But football is just not for me. And I sometimes don't feel like I have a safe place to say it, but I'm going to say it. Football is terrible. It's a horrible sport. And your college didn't have a football. Did it? No, they did, didn't they? It they did. just weren't good. Yes. They weren't good. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Right. That's the problem. But I just feel like football is so American, but I'm so off America, but I'm off football too. It's just, well, yeah, I'm not here for it. So fuck football. Well, and I said what I said. <laughs> so now it's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. Yes. My, my tens this week is going to Dawn Wooten. She is, huh? Who that is? <laughs> She's a licensed practical nurse down to the ICE detention center. She's also the whistleblower who um, spread the word about those illegal and yeah mass um, hysterectomies that they were performing on ICE detainees, um, basically, you know, to sterilize them. Down at the clinic, people are getting... Um, partial and full hysterectomies against their will without their consent. And Don was like, I know I need this job, but y'all can't be doing this. Like, this is wrong. And so- That's what's up. We need more of that. Yeah. So, Tam's you, Don. She is doing the best she can down at the detention center. She got a old nasty braid, some, like, auburn hair, mm-hmm. and a pair of glasses. She, um, Cause when the story came out, they didn't, you know, say who it was, but Dawn was like, put my face out there because. Protect me. Yeah. So on um, September, September 14th, she filed a complaint um, against ICE, Department of Homeland Security, and everybody down at the detention camp. So. Yes. Tense you, Dawn. Yeah, it's a horrible story. It's not the first time that the government has castrated and um, used people. people's experiments. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible. So, yeah. It's eugenics. But basically. Whew, child, this year's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. My tense is a little bit lighter in keeping a theme with the Emmys. <laughs> my tense this week goes to one of my fashion faves as well, Tracy Ellis Ross, who just signed. Ooh, no way. <laughs> Oh, no, man, what? She looked like a honey baked ham in that gold with that oh. purple lipstick. I was like, girl. Yeah, that, and the midriff showing. I was like, yeah, girl. That was a miss. You know, she, that was a miss. But you know, I like people who take chances. Tracy Ellis. She took Ross, a risk. Um, Billy Porter. I like, no, I like people who fall very much into the Carrie Bradshaw realm of fashion. Who, who it, it, 
they don't always work. They take chances, mm-hmm. but that's that's what I like. Um, okay. Push that okay. pushes fashion forward. But yeah. I want to give my chance to Tracy Ellis Ross, who just signed an overall deal with ABC. Mm-hmm. As a part of this multi-year partnership, she will develop um, <clears throat> through her production company, Joy Mill Entertainment, um, and she'll be a part of their signature team. She'll have an outlet to write her and produce her own projects. You don't okay. know what they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, they will come out through ABC um, Studios. And I think that that's just really, really awesome. I think that, you know, this year seeing so much diversity at the Emmys and, you know, seeing how Tracy Ellis Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross's career has transformed. You know, I've been also binging Girlfriends because it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix. Did you see the reunion? Well, they did like a Zoom call. Oh yeah, it was on Instagram. I didn't look at it. Yeah, okay. I mean, that show was was the Black Sex and City and Sex and City was this, younger golden girls or whatever but anyway yeah it was a great show a time of great mm-hmm. black television and i'm happy to see this year's emmys had so much diversity in terms of people of color being represented in lgbt representation and i think that you know tracy ellis ross getting this opportunity to now produce her own um work is op- is just great i think we need more funding and support for black creatives and i'm so excited mm-hmm. to see what she'll do um you know hopefully we won't be in the house due to COVID having to watch it, but I'm just, I champion Tracy Ellis Ross, daughter of Diana. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so tens for you. Tens for you, girl. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us at another week of Category Is. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was good. Um, be sure to check us out. We're also now on Amazon Music Podcast. So be sure to check us out there if that's your podcast. Um, listening platform of choice. Um, And be sure to join us next week. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.